Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners. I am so glad to have you here with us again. This is Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC. And today our guest comes all the way from South Africa and is known as a faith-based MedCog trainer and leadership consultant. She's the creator of Unstick Your Mind, the mindset mastery method designed to equip high-performing women with the tools to achieve breakthrough. She has worked with clinical psychologists, ministry leaders, health administrators, and industry professionals. In addition to her coaching, she is an author, speaker, and TV host. Let's give a charged up studio welcome to Mamika Cooney. Welcome, Mamika. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Thank you so much, Dana. I appreciate the invitation to be here. This is going to be fun. No, no, I'm looking forward to talking more with you. Uh, based on our last conversation, there were a lot of things that you had said that was very interesting to me. So we'll just move on. So I like to kick off my podcast with an obscure question designed to break the ice and get us talking. So are you up for that? Go for it. Okay. Do you have a signature move or quirk that people notice or comment on? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a quirk, but the fact that I talk really fast is something that my mother has always told me, you need to slow down. And I've always said, I don't talk fast. You listen slow. So there's oh, that. <laughs> okay, so I if if we're on if we're on re recording here today and you get a little bit uh, fast, I'm going to say I'm listening slow. <laughs> exactly, and I hear my mother's voice like, oh my yeah. gosh. So yeah. yes, it's one of those things. But you know, when you're excited to share, and of course, um, some people like to call me an extrovert. I prefer more of an ambivert. So I get excited about being around people, but I definitely need some me time. Oh, yes. to recharge and that is you know we learn that with maturity and with age as we get to know thyself better right <laughs> yes. that's exactly it that's exactly it and I go through that too you know I'm I'm out there in front of people I'm talking to people all the time but I like to call it sales fatigue at the end of the day okay I'm exhausted let's go ahead and let's just take out a book let's just start reading this just you know everything. So anyway, so you talked about faith-based metacog trainer. What is that? 
Yeah, well, it's actually, it's a mindset metacog trainer is the official term. So basically what that means is I help my clients think about what they're thinking about. And in someone in, is in business, of course, brains rule the world, right? And where our mind goes, the man or the woman follows. So for me, having been an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16, I'm kind of dating myself here. And I find since, uh, in the, and I've been doing this for about 25 years. So you can do the math. I'm in my mid forties. And in those last 25 years, I've had four different businesses. And, you know, we learn a lot about ourselves and about the market and what value we offer when we are more in tune with who we are and what value we provide. Now, this is a real, it's a concept that um, took me a, a few years to realize, but I've been always one of those curious kinds. I'm always asking questions, which makes me a good interviewer. Like, oh, tell me more, um, mm -hmm. where I always feel that um, being able to understand how people are thinking and the motivation behind things really makes you make more wiser decisions and helps you stay in the driver's seat. Now, especially for entrepreneurs, like we sometimes can feel, especially when the world goes a little cray cray. And believe me, I grew up in South Africa during apartheid when there was a lot of insta uh, political instability. And mm. my dad was an entrepreneur. So I saw him struggling through the ups and downs. And one thing I do remember, you know, about being him being an entrepreneur is that I always wanted for myself was the freedom to be able to freedom of time, freedom of finances. That's the dream, right? Isn't right. that why we get into business is the freedom? But you know, what, we don't soon, <laughs> what we soon find out is that's not the case. Exactly. It's the dream. And we think that if we leave a job or a job would mean being chained to a desk, but you basically just ex exchange your, your boss for yourself. And believe right. me, you are a worse boss than you would have ever had because you are the hardest on yourself yes. when you are your own business owner. You, you don't give yourself time off. You're yeah. very hard and you have high standards and you expect a lot. So, and it goes to show it's like entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. It's for those no. who are brave who are willing to stay the course and who are willing to go through the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really feel as an entrepreneur, one of the key things you can develop is resiliency, but the basis of resiliency is your mindset. Because right. if your mind, if you think your mind is the driver of your vehicle, you are the car. Mm -hmm. For a lot of my clients who find me, they find themselves stuck on the side of the road. And when you're stuck, you're not going anywhere. You're not going forward. Right. You're not going back. You right. might be flinging a lot of mud but you're not really getting momentum. So what I really do well is help uh, my clients really think about what they're thinking about to rediscover why they are there and where they want to be so that we can take them into the garage, do some work under the hood. And it can be a little, a little painful and a little uncomfortable, but it's definitely worth it. Get some retires and get you back on the road so you can actually go at the pace that you want to go. Because my philosophy is, you have to slow down to speed up. To speed up. That's exactly it. You know, that's interesting that you say that because um, I always tell my clients, you know, look, when you become so overwhelmed and, and my, you know, we have a, a phrase that we use um, with my clients is called, are you suffering OPA? And OPA is you become so overwhelmed that you become paralyzed and you tend to avoid doing anything. Yes. Right? And so when my clients start feeling that OPA, the, the, the symptoms of OPA, I tell them, let's take a step back. Let's look at where you are today from where you came from. All right. By looking at how much you've accomplished, you can begin to 
start seeing what you've been able to do and you can start picking up again and start realizing that um, yes, I'm burned out. I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of overwhelmed right now, but I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. I'm moving forward. Well, that, and that's the training. key, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And really the key to getting unstuck is to find that momentum. And it really does start with baby steps. And I tell this to my yeah. clients all the time. And that's why it's so important is that if you keep putting your foot against the gas pedal, you're just burning yourself out. You are going to burn the engine, going to probably blow a head gasket, and you are certainly going to run out of gas. And there's yeah. no vehicle that I know that can run without gas. Yeah. And if you are, you are in charge of your own oxygen mask, because as they say on airplanes, if you don't put your own oxygen mask on first, you can't help anyone else. Right. So the first key really is to pause to figure out where you are. And obviously to stop doing what you're doing because it's clearly not working. Because right. the last time I checked, Einstein said that was called insanity. But basically what we want to do is we want to we take some time out to slow down to figure out where you are. And, like, and as you said, being able to celebrate the baby steps and the wins is so important for your mind, especially from a neuroscience perspective. Because here's the thing is, what you focus on grows. If you keep focusing on your failures or the lack of the things that you haven't done, you will always breed more lack and right. more frustration. Where if you can focus on what you have done by looking back at the progress you have made, you can say, I might not be where I want to be, but thank goodness I'm not where I was. And that really helps your brain to reframe where you are going so that when you are attacked or in a situation where things aren't going your way or you feel it's going hard, you have that vision of where you know that, hey, I've done this before. I've got a bit of resilience. It's been hard, but I've been able to get through this because I have the vision of knowing that I can get there if I'll just trust the process and follow the path. Right, right. And, you know, um, what really attracted me to your background and everything is your knowledge of the neuroscience and the positive psychology side of things. Because I interview so many coaches, um, life coaches, professional coaches and things like that. And I always ask them, you know, what is the unique value that you bring to the table? All right. And that neuropsychology, that neuroscience aspect just fascinates me because we don't realize nine times out of 10, we don't realize what's really halting us, what's really causing that, that, um, that confusion, that overwhelm. And it's not the work. The work isn't what's overwhelming us. It's our lack of faith in what we can do. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And this is what really gets me excited about understanding how the brain works is to me, you know, I've, my background is I was a, a classically trained ballet dancer and I know to do all the things. And I actually am a competitive adult figure skater. And I only started skating at 31. So I'm proof that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Because here's the thing is our brains are so amazing in how they formed. But at the same time, you don't have to live with the brain you were born with. You can change your brain. The science shows that through the, the concept of neuroplasticity. And basically what that means, like, if you think about it, if you go to the gym, you might feel a little weak and some muscles aren't working great. And maybe you, you did soccer or football when you were a child and, you know, you're kind of getting older in the ages and you kind of feel like maybe you're a bit stiff. Your brain and your body have muscle memory and it remembers what it's like to be fit. So just like with your mind, that's why I call myself a personal trainer for your mind, because the, the, the process that I take my clients through is a defined process that helps you understand, first of all, why you do what you do. 
because awareness is key, right? Once right. you know what the trigger and the problem is, then we can get to work fixing it. Yeah. Then through repetition and using um, exercises that I've developed in my program is using that consistency of showing up and doing the new thing. You can change the path that you're on by repetition and by choosing where you want to be. Because just like if you were in a, in a ship liner, it just takes one tiny little degree now to set you on a totally different path months right. or maybe years down the line. So as a business owner, you are the captain of your ship. If you don't like where you're going, you can change direction. You can, even if it's just by one degree, right? Because we also come to the, the, the part of, um, um, there's the whole issue of diminishing, diminishing returns. Like, is this right. worth me doing this? Is this like, if I continue down this path, is this really going to get me where I want to go? As well as the concept of compounding interest. And this is what we do as a, a business owners a lot is we underestimate the power of the little wins. Yeah. Like we, we've alluded to this earlier, while you have to celebrate those baby steps because from your brain's perspective, it likes to confirm what it confirms. So if you've confirmed that you can be successful in an area, you are able to make change. It then teaches itself like, oh, we can do this. Right. We can totally change. We can, we can up level. And a good example is like when you are doing pricing, when you first start in business, you think, oh, I couldn't charge people that. I'm not worth right. that because you are charging what you can afford, not necessarily what the value that you provide right. to your, your clients. But as you start to get more confident and you charge those prices and you're like, wow, I charged this client $500 and they didn't blink. So, okay, the next client I'll charge $1,000. And then eventually you're like, okay, that client didn't blink. Now I feel confident. Now I'm charging 2,000 or 10,000 or whatever the price is, your confidence gets built as you start to take those leaps of faith, as you start to step out of your comfort zone. And to push yourself beyond what, what you think you're capable of. Right. So that's why we, I, I love to be able to help people tap into their own potential. Because so yeah. many of us do not actually activate the potential and the gifts and the talents that we have. Mm -hmm. We kind of just think, well, Joe Bloggs and Susie Q down the road are doing it this way. Let me just copy her or his model. And if it worked for them, it should work for me. And that isn't necessarily true. Right. Right. Because you are you and no one can be you. So being able to align your, your mind and your skills and your ability and your confidence mm -hmm. is really when you become unstoppable. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, as a strategist, you know, I, uh, I tend to be very um, uh, strategic in my approach to a lot of things. Um, but when you're talking about the degree of turn you know, what we could, what we refer to as pivoting within the business environment. And that pivot can, like you said, be maybe two degrees, three degrees. And then they can also be, you know, uh, 280 degrees, you know, or something like that. It's all going to depend on the research that you've done and what you feel comfortable with. And you don't want to get to a point where you're too comfortable. Because the only thing that's going to move you forward is to get out of that comfort zone and realize what your capabilities are getting out of that comfort zone. So how do you motivate your clients when they are facing this fear of moving out of their comfort zone when it comes to business? Definitely. Well, you know, you've breached the limits of your comfort zone when things start to get uncomfortable. But that's a good thing, because if you think about it like an elastic band, when you first take it out the box, it's a little stiff and you've got to really like tug on it to really get it loose. But the more you stretch it, 
the more it's more it can contain, the more volume or the more it can can include within that space. But here's the other good news is that once you've stretched, you never really go back to your original shape. So as a business owner, a lot of the time when my clients are coming up against maybe fear or anxiety or trepidation, I always need to, I like to ask the question, why do you feel that way? And what thoughts are coming up for you? Mm -hmm. Because this is good. If you're comfortable and you're thinking, oh, everything's good. It's kind of like you, 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 you're going down in a canoe, down a, down a, a calm river, but you don't know that there's going to be a sheer cliff drip, a drop on mm -hmm. the other side. That if you aren't thinking about that and thinking ahead and you're not feeling a little uncomfortable and you're not thinking that you, you're stretching yourself, we don't grow, right? Because nothing right. grows in a comfort zone. You know, right. and that's the thing is, it's, and we have to be able to allow ourselves to breach that, that, that level of, Ooh, this feels uncomfortable. Ooh, this is risky. Ooh, this is like a little, not, it's more than what I'm used to. And what that is, it's, it's an adopting a beginner's mindset. Mm -hmm. So if you see kids, they don't seem to have the fear about trying something new. It's like, okay, they trust that the, the process or that they, they're just going to do. And in, in, right. I've seen this with skating. I, I, I'm overthinking everything. Adults feel like, if I do this, maybe it's going to hurt. And the little like, five-year-old will come along and just zzz, 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 falls down, gets up again. And I'm like, wouldn't that be nice if we could all have that confidence of a five-year-old that no matter what we do, it doesn't matter if we fall down. Because here's a, here's a good exercise. If you're feeling super stressed and anxious and you're not quite sure, or you, you're getting that sense of frustration or something's welling up in you, your body has a very good way of telling you that there's something up. Now, in the world, most people want to just deny their feelings and they want to just push those feelings of uncomfort or, you know, conflict aside. But here's, here's the secret that I've seen and I've, I've, I've noticed amongst people who are high performing athletes, um, millionaires, you know, celebrities, they are prepared to feel their feelings. Now, what this means is you can, if you think about it, if you feel your feelings and allow yourself to go through the process of feeling anxious, mm -hmm. asking yourself, why do I feel this way? And really getting under the hood of what that trigger is. What's the worst that could happen? Like a lot of the time, our anxiety is based on something that could happen, that maybe could happen, but isn't necessarily true. Yeah. So we spend our life fretting about the shoulda, woulda, couldas, when in actual, uh, actual fact, the stuff that we really should worry about is the inaction and uh, not, not us not doing anything and staying yeah. stuck because staying stuck costs you time and money. Yeah. So by feeling your feelings, you can lean into what pushes your buttons. Like I said to my clients, figure out what those triggers are and lean into them. Let's figure out why that bothers you. So here's a good example. Um, you know, I've had clients before who've had issues with uh, staff members and perhaps they leave the company and they want to compete with them and go and start their own business. And they get really upset and they take it personal, like it's a personal attack on them. Because what that is really is a sense of mistrust and betrayal, right? right. So really what we're dealing with is trust issues. Yeah. So we're like, if you can't, if you've taken on somebody to help you in your business, but you can't let go of the reins. You definitely have trust issues and you maybe are belonging to the Control Freaks Anonymous group and maybe we need to retire that. So nice. I say to my clients is, okay, if you've got trust issues with your staff or with people who work for you or partners or whatever, let's dig into why. And more often than not, when we look under the hood and we start to look, um, there's a lot of trauma that's based in childhood. Yes. That our programming has usually been developed and our reactions by the time we're 10 or even up to the age of seven. 
So if we think about what were those triggers that happened that maybe your parent let you down or you were disappointed or hurt or bullied or betrayed as a child, that creates this resistance to trusting others that it even shows up in your business. So that's why I say the most productive time you can spend is to sit in that moment of feeling uncomfortable, even disappointment or shame, like if a business fails and you lose money, allow yourself to sit in that and process the emotions because you have to move through it. We can't deny it. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching people how to take control and reframe and rewire their minds because you don't become reliant on medication or uh, distractions like overeating or um, all all the vices we have out there because really what they are are distraction tools so I definitely say the biggest advice I could say is allow yourself to feel what you're feeling allow yourself to process it and then you you're over it then you can move on no you're absolutely right you know I, I mean I a lot of what you're saying you know is mirrored in my growth process and what I have gone through with my business and with family, you know, and, you know, we don't want to go back to, you know, or I know I don't a lot of times don't want to go back to that dysfunction that happened growing up. But like you said, sometimes you have to go back to it, you know, um, uh, just to, to figure out, okay, what is holding me back? Um, I did that recently um, after an accident I had down in Brazil. And come to find out that I was self-sabotaging myself every time I got to the point of success. And reason being is I found out later it was the fact that I felt once I broke through that barrier and succeeded, I would be seen as a fraud. Mm. Everything I had I had been, you know, believing in and selling up into that point you know, I'd have to deliver. Mm. Once, once I cross that barrier, I'd have to deliver. And this is what I talk to a lot of my clients about is, do you know what's really holding you back? Let's think about this. You know, I read the, the book, The Five Love Languages, you know, um, with my husband many, many years ago. And it was amazing what it opened up as far as understanding the other person and it's really come in handy when you're dealing with your kids, when you're dealing with potential prospects and clients and, and things like that, is understanding where that, that uh, learned component came from in your childhood and how can you tap into that to make them feel special. Definitely. Well, right. that, that's, that's the key to be our humanists, right? Is being able to be empathetic and caring to others and understanding the other person's point of view. That's when you know you've matured, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you can actually look at a situation from the other person's perspective, because there's always three versions of the truth, your, yours, mine, and the truth. And if we can allow ourselves to adopt and at least be more open to accepting that somebody else might have a different viewpoint and maybe what triggers them doesn't trigger me. I mean, this can be come down to, I'm sure we could avoid a lot of arguments and world wars if we could all come to the agreement of just understanding everybody else's perspective, that what one person values is not necessarily somebody else's values 
but you don't have to force your values or beliefs or understanding of things onto others to project it onto others and then to expect that you don't get that result and then you get disappointed. So by us, and really the, the key to this is you take back your own power by being control and saying, I'm control of my own thoughts. I'm in control of my own feelings and I'm in control of my own circumstances. It's not the world. It's not the economy. It's not the politics. You know, it's really, it's up to you. You get to choose. That's what makes us human. The difference between us and animals right. is, you know, our power of choice. And also as a, as a woman in faith, our faith, I really believe that this is, you know, God inspired that God puts in us that need and that sort of compass and that, that beacon that we're constantly searching for greater meaning right. and purpose with what we're doing with our life. That being in business isn't necessarily who you are. It's what you do. But a lot of us get caught up and, and especially women, but men as well, we get our who and our do confused or we get them together. So if something happens, for example, something happens with the business, maybe the business fails or you made some bad financial decisions or a partnership goes bad. We take it personally, like there's something wrong with us. And we say, we're, we say the things to ourselves like, oh, you're terrible. Oh, you're awful. Um, you know, and, you, and that's not necessarily true. It's the situation was awful. The situation was terrible. But how can I learn from that? How can I take what I've learned now and the person I've become and turn that into something good? And that is the difference between staying stuck and yeah. using your experience and your circumstances to gain momentum. Because I don't know about you, but I've met many people who have been raised in the most dire situations. And I was raised in South Africa. So I was surrounded by poverty all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people raised up from the, the, the lowest of the low income and family dynamics, you know, horrific abuse. And they made that choice. Right. They weren't going to use that as an excuse to say, because I came from the wrong side of the tracks, I could never be X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. They look at it and say, so-and-so did it. And if he or she could, it means I can too. They've given themselves permission to try and they've taken their own power back and said, I'm not going to allow my past, my childhood, my upbringing, my, you know, previous relationships, even my past experience and mistakes to define who I am because I'm in control of who I am, how I think and how I feel. And I get to choose. And that is the greatest news. Right. No, definitely. And, and, It's amazing how many people will let, like you said earlier, you know, let the opinions of others dictate how we're going to accept that that criticism or whatever, you know, and and it can go both ways. It can go negative and it can go positive. Okay, but until you can take a step back and really evaluate that criticism or that positive reinforcement until you can sit back and evaluate it for what it truly is and accept it, you know, if you're going to accept it or you're going to deny it, you know. I, um, you know, with me, I have a tattoo on my back that is the, um, a, a phoenix rising out of the, you know, because there's been so many times in my life that I have hit rock bottom, had things, you know, just pulled out from underneath me and refuse to just stay there, refuse to just stay there and just turn around and lift myself up. I've always had that ability to believe I could do anything. But what I always had the problem with is carrying through over that threshold into the success side of things. And um, and like I said, I, I realized very early on uh, I mean, not very early on, but just recently why I was doing that. 
And, you know, my whole childhood, I was told you can't do this, you know, or you're tone deaf, you can't sing, or you can't do this, you know, and that does stick in your brain. It sticks in your brain. So mm, definitely. You know, well, in- words are containers of power and the thing exactly. is whether we get to wield our words for good or wield them for bad. And unfortunately, uh, not all of us were raised in, in perfect parenting situations where yeah. we had good words spoken over us. And a lot of the time, and this is something I find quite common amongst high achievers, especially those in business and in um, professional athletes or, you know, those who are, who are achieving big things is there is this essence of lack that they had as a child that they are trying to fill through um, accolades, uh, people pleasing, perfectionism, performance. And then I'm I'm the first one to admit that was me, like feeling that lack as a child, like, Hey, look at me, mom and dad, you know, look at me. Are you proud of me? And we take that through, unless we are aware, we start to perpetuate that in our, our adult lives and we pull it into our business and our relationships too. That right. if we constantly seeking for validation from people who don't actually have the authority to give it to us right. or the permission, like, why are we waiting for someone to say, well done, now you can go and live your life? Like, yeah. why, why should we do that? If you think about it, it's like, well, I can't do that because of the situation. That's a very uncomfortable and I would say, you know, um, unproductive way of thinking mm-hmm. where you think there, there is a saying that says everything is outable. It doesn't matter the circumstances or the situation you find yourself in. If you can allow yourself to, to pause and get into what I call super think mode, mm-hmm. allow yourself to, instead of the surface-based reactive thinking of just reacting with your emotions and, oh, how dare they insult me or start to ask yourself. And the simplest thing is ask yourself why. Why do I think this? Why do I feel this way? Why do I, and when was this, when did this start happening? And you start to go deeper and deeper and you start to realize and you go back and sometimes it requires, and this is part of some of the, the, the processes I take my clients through is, you know, going back and um, through trauma therapy and having to forgive the five-year-old or to forgive the parents of when you were five who disappointed you and let you down. And mm-hmm. it's amazing that the breakthroughs you have, it's like you just release that tension and that pain off of you. And it allows you and you're giving yourself permission to continue mm-hmm. and to reach what you want to do, especially if you feel like you, you try these things and you either boomerang backwards or you hit these walls. Mm-hmm. That's often an indication that there is a mindset or there's a mental block or a most often a limiting belief that you're putting on yourself right. because you're either hearing mom or dad's head like, oh, you can never do that. Oh, or, or, or a teacher or, or somebody who spoke negative words over you. So I will always say is you can figure it out. There's always a solution and there are always different degrees of, of, of looking at something. We just need to allow ourselves the time and the patience to sit still and to really allow ourselves to super think our way out of any situation. That's when you realize that you're more powerful than you think and you can overcome any obstacle you come up against. Very good. Very good. Well, we're coming up on the end of another podcast here. And Mamika, can you... Uh, give our listeners, do you have any last minute tips for them? Sure. Well, my my takeaway tip would be this, is to allow yourself to feel your feelings. Like anything that comes up and, you know, triggers something in you, a good, in, a good exercise is to take pen and paper and to actually write things out. As a child, I used to have a, have a, a journal and I'd be like, dear diary, so-and-so said this. And, 
as I've learned the neuroscience, there's actually science that backs it up, that it's a very therapeutic way of allowing your actual deep feelings and thoughts right. and subconscious to come out. So allow yourself time just to think and, and, and to question yourself, like, why do I think or feel this way? And allow yourself to, to say, okay, this, this is what shame feels like. It feels mm -hmm. terrible, but it, what's the worst that could happen? You feel shame and then yeah. you get through it and you move on. And allowing yourself that time um, and is really, really the best time you can spend and allow yourself just a little bit of grace to, to get yourself through the, to the, right. through the hard things. Right, right. Very good. Very good. So tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you should they want to get more information from you. Sure. So the best way to connect with me is on my website, which is mimikakuni.com. And I'll spell that for our audio listeners. It's M-I-M for mother, I-K-A-C-O-O-N for November, E-Y.com. And I'm everywhere on social media. My favorite places to be is LinkedIn and Instagram. You can also find me on Pinterest and Twitter and Facebook, but LinkedIn is where I love to connect with everybody. It's Mamika Cooney there as well. And I have my own podcast, the Unstick Your Mind show on all uh, plat platform, all iTunes, like uh, uh, Google Stitcher, as well as on YouTube. It's a video show. And uh, I'd love to connect. So definitely connect with me on my website. I always have some uh, free training and resources available. You can come get for yourself and I'd love to connect with them. Very good. Very good. Well, that's it, guys. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast delivery platform you're on today, or you can go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page or Google page and leave a review there. If you would like to find more out more about the different topics associated with the growing with growing a successful business, visit our online e-learning platform called marketatomy.academy. Until the next time, I look forward to you. Until the next time, go out and have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>